it's just like, you know, they they always have something to say, and nobody has nothing to say, really, to make sense of anything. Always something. You know? Yeah, it just seems like yeah. they're always just yeah. going to us. These, it is. These it people is. Are Absolutely. Be quiet. Can you? I, I just like I said. We are the grown folks, and we're going to be talking about what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on. And then be quiet. This- Quincy is speaking. Hey guys, what's up? It's Sherelle from Queen She Speaks. Queen She Productions, Queen She Sense, Queen She the Brand. And today I just kind of want, I know I haven't done a podcast in like a super long time and it's 100% my fault. I've been super busy um, during the holidays and things like that and it just, there was never time. But we are in a new year, so happy new year to all the people who do listen to my podcast. Um, and this year I do promise to do more and podcasts, have more guests on my podcast and things like that. So that is my commitment to all y'all for 2022. So just bear with me, um, as I work out this journey or my life, pretty much my life. But anyways, so today I just kind of wanted to talk about just different kind of like just life in general so the reason why I just chose to talk about this subject is because like yesterday me and my mom and my brother were talking and we were saying how um people are different and lately I've been realizing like people are different like you can't take your values and how you were raised and project them on other people so I kind of just wanted to see, like, so I do have a guest with me, it's Deborah Armstrong, who is um, the author of uh, When the Kisses Stop, The Tell of Lessons Learned, which is available on my website. So definitely go get that um, book uh, or order your copy today, I should say. Uh, it just talks about relationships and things like that. And how to kind of cope after the kisses do stop and the reasons why the kisses stopped and things like that. So definitely order your copy today. Um, I'll put the link in the description so that you can go order yours. So welcome, Miss Deborah. Thank you, Mishira. I'm so glad to be here today with you. Mm-hmm. So with uh, full transparency... Deborah is my mother, so a lot of my values and the way I was raised are based are going to be pretty similar to hers, um, just because she is the one who raised me with the same values that she has, but she's also a show, ugh. Well, now, excuse me, now she's a master social worker. She just graduated in December with her master's in social work, so I feel like she's qualified to state how other people may how their values and how they grew up in their life would be different than say our life if if that's a fair assumption right yes it is okay good all right so uh congratulations getting your master's i'm very proud of you it's a long journey but you did it so congratulations thank you so very much i appreciate that 
You're very much welcome. Family is very instrumental in helping me as well. Well, we try. We basically all have our masters in social work at this point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, what made me think about um, doing this was uh, basically um, the conversation that me, you, and Robert had yesterday about how people just don't say bye when they get off the phone. So. I don't know, it just had me thinking, like, people are, like, what is the reason why somebody wouldn't say bye? I mean, so me and you growing up, and Robert, obviously, when we get off the phone with each other, we say, okay, love you, bye. Right. But with, like, my husband... And it's weird. And when we first got married, I took offense to it. So I would call him back every time he would just hang up with me on me. And I'd be like, aren't you going to say bye? And he's like, well, I did. And I was like, no, you didn't. You just hung up the phone while I was still talking. He's like, oh, okay, sorry, bye. And then that's it. So, like, if you had to give your professional opinion on why that is, what would you say? What would be the reason? Well, I appreciate you asking me that. Initially, what I thought is it was just a lack of matters or having adequate um, because we were raised like that. We were raised to say hello, good morning, bye, good night, you know, whatever salutation we wanted to use. Um, and we were raised like that basically because it was a form of respect. But then I've been thinking a lot lately about that, that scenario of people not saying bye. And one of the things that I'm kind of thinking that maybe it's not necessarily a respect issue, I think it could be that for some people, the reason why maybe they don't want to say bye, because bye seems like, like a, a term that you would use that like it's the final, it's the end. And so you know, I've read cases in the past where for some people, they, they, they may say, use different words as, such as so long, talk to you later, whatever, because they didn't want that by to represent, the word by to represent that this is it, this is the final place. And I think part of it also could be, that, you know, we have a, a different generation where some of the things that were taught to people like my age and older and even your age is not the same thing that people are being taught today. We have different we have different cultures, but that we have to take into consideration as well, because maybe their culture didn't teach them to say that. Maybe their culture consisted of when they're doing a face-to-face -face conversation that it results in a hug or a kiss on the cheek. And that's their way of saying until we meet again or whatever the case may be. So I, I, I think so my for me, my knowledge has expanded from looking at looking at it as just a respect issue but looking at it as a cultural issue, but also looking at it as an issue that maybe, you know, we don't want to say bye because we don't want that to be the final time that we say bye. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Because, like, speaking from, like, my, th like, my husband, he's from L.A., where back in the 80s growing up in L.A. probably wasn't the best. 
So, I mean, what you're saying does resolute to that because they had like gangs and, and high murder rates and things like that. So, so it does kind of make sense from that standpoint with him not saying bye. And then, um, I mean, I don't really talk to too many people on the phone except you, you two. So I don't know if other people don't say bye um, as well, if that's their reason behind it. But yeah, just any any type of thing to let me know the conversation's over. Because if it's just a pause, and the next thing I know, you've hung up, or like this happens a lot too with me and Tony. Um, like he'll call me, and I'll be at work, and respond to him, and I tell him like, "Oh, give me a minute." So instead of him like just holding the line and waiting for me to become available to speak with him, he'll hang up. So I'm thinking in his thing is give me a minute, like, okay, give me a minute to call you back. Where in my thing, I'm thinking like, give me a minute, just hold the line for a minute. And then when I'm done doing what I'm doing, I will respond to you, you know, whatever it is that you just said. So yeah, what I mean, that's a, that's a good way to look at it just they don't want it to be the last thing they say they have said to you Hmm, yeah that makes a hundred that that actually does make really good sense to be honest with you sometimes too you know that's where in relationships communication takes place you know is is basically talking about it ahead of time you know okay when you call and you say, give me a minute, what does that mean to you? You know, and then you tell what that means to them. And then the two of you come to an agreement of how are you going to react that? So then therefore you're not getting upset about it because you know, like that's just his, his MO for lack of better words, that when you say, give me a minute, he takes that literal, literally mm-hmm. like, okay, that means I have to hang up the phone and call back in a minute, you know? Right. Yeah, and then be willing to adapt to whatever that that may, whatever the agreement that the two of you have about that, or not just the two of you, with anybody, because you know, like you said earlier, we all come from different places, you know, and so each state has their own protocol on how they do things, you know, as well as what they learn within the family, because you're not just necessarily dealing with the family part of it, you're dealing with the society part of it, because. Right you know whatever state or city or community that he comes from that's just the way that they greeted and the way that they ended their conversations Mm-hmm. yeah that could be true alright definitely believe that kind of switching gears kind of changing topics but still staying on the same topic because you kind of touched on it earlier about etiquette and things like that um this is just my opinion you can definitely I want yours obviously uh when you this is another thing that kind of gets to me too I'm not gonna say who does it but there's somebody that we both know who does it when you walk in a room who should be the first to speak right So, for example, if me and you are sitting in a room and somebody comes in, 
in my opinion, I think that the person who has entered the room should be the first one to speak. But some people, they'll enter room and get halfway in without saying anything, and then you have to speak to them. So in your opinion, how do you feel about um, about that? Like, how should that work out for you? I think what, one of the first things I want to say for your audience li- listeners is that there's no right or wrong for any of this. Okay, it's it's just basically on how you on how you perceive things. So for me, of course, I agree with you that I believe that when a person enters the room, they should speak first. But then I also know that not everybody is believes in that or taught that or people even refuse to do that. So basically for me, when a person enters the room and speaks, what that does for me is that it, that acknowledges my existence. It shows people that I'm there, I'm present, I'm in the room, whatever the case may be. So what I have learned to do, if a person doesn't speak to me first, I will make my presence known by speaking to them. And I don't have a problem with doing that because the, the to me, the role of, of speaking to someone is just to make the other person's presence known. So by me speaking first, I made my presence known and then I made your presence known. Right. And I still got the same, same results. And I think also that when you're around people, especially people on a regular basis, you can mold them and teach them of what your preference may be. So if they see you speaking to them on a regular basis, and even if you're the first one without having a negative attitude or without having any additional comments that could be viewed as as a negative comment, then they will grasp that, that, hey, he likes to be spoken to. And then they will also begin, the goal is hopefully that they will begin speaking to you as well. Yeah. And what you said, uh, this whole thing is is, is definitely just a, opinion-based. I have an opinion, you have an opinion, and we are, whoever's listening has their own opinion. And if your opinion is different than ours, um, that's perfectly okay. Doesn't mean we don't love you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't listen. It just means that we have a different opinion. And if you ever wanted to give a little plug right here, if you ever wanted to give your opinion on how you feel about anything that I talk about on on this podcast, you could definitely just submit a request to be a guest. And we will definitely love to hear your opinion. Yes. Right. <laughs> My disclaimer. <laughs> um. But even that, too, uh, what I've noticed with some people, when you do give your opinion about things, they do become highly confrontational with you. Um, and and you kind of have to tell them, like, you know, I have my opinion, you have your opinion, and that's fine. If But we should be able to come to a mutual agreement about something I'm not saying you're wrong. You're not saying I'm wrong. It's just, this is how I was raised. This is how you were raised. But in the middle, we can find some common ground. It doesn't mean you have to hop on the defensive or just submit and agree. Because me personally, I like the, um, I like to know what, how other people were raised. I'll tell people in a quick minute, I'm from Reno. Nothing happened in Reno. Reno is very quiet. Well, it used to be back in the 80s and 90s when I was growing up. 
very quiet town. People were friendly. Um, kind of place where you could keep your door unlocked and not have to worry about anything. That's the... I don't want to say, like, I was naive or anything like that. I mean, I was because I was a child. But at the same time, that's the experience. That's my experience of Reno. So I didn't have to worry about, like, walking down the street and this person, like, getting killed and this person, like, selling drugs and, and things like that. In my mind, in my outlook of things, like, Reno was a very nice place to grow up in the 80s and 90s. Um for me and I don't know your experience growing up in Reno is a little bit different just because the times were different back then um when you grew up but it wasn't like a bad place so throughout my journey of life like I lived in Reno for till I was 18 moved to Baltimore for four years and that was a totally different you know experience for me that I've seen things in Baltimore that I I would never even known was a thing you know like things you see on movies like that's no that's actually real life like there's people who actually look like this and act like this and do these things you know so to me it's just uh it's rather fascinating to like meet someone from a new place and kind of get their thing but at the same time there's people in the world who are just highly confrontational when you try to get to know them better I should say yeah yeah i think i think you know we have to recognize too that we live in a a global world and so people's preferences um traditions are all different and so i believe that there's no right or wrong for anything when i'm dealing with someone that is confrontational um and maybe not thinking the way that i think that they should think what i have learned to do is just step back and I usually say this with everybody is that we may, what I would like to know is, can we agree to this? Can we agree that we will not always agree? And so if the person that I'm speaking with can agree that we will not always agree, then I'm okay with it because my role is not to be right. My role is not to make them think like I think. My role is not to, to even get them to buy into what I believe that they should buy into even if I believe that it may be in their best interest. I believe that, you know, everything that we do takes time and that, you know, if we're consistent, we, we don't become argumentative and get angry with one each other, each other, stop talking to each other because of something that, because, they don't, because of our differences, then, then we're just kind of like wasting our time because everybody has differences. And that's why that word, in my opinion, tolerance is more, is a very important word because we have to tolerate and respect each other's differences, which doesn't mean that I have to believe the way that you believe, which does not mean that I have to change my values to fit in with yours. Mm-hmm. It just means that I have to tolerate what you're doing or saying. And then that help, helps you decide too, who's gonna be part of your, um, your team, who's gonna be a part of your network system, um, because not everybody that we come in and encounter with is supposed to be part of our team. Yeah. I agree. 
And I think we all, one more thing I just want to say, we also have to be very selective in our wording that we say to other people, because if it's offensive to them, if we say things like, well, you were raised, I was raised, and if they see that as a trigger, then what we're basically doing is shedding that person down and they're not going to confide in us. They're not going to talk. But if we do more listening to their stories and wanting to know their stories, then, you know, we can get further than what we have been in, in the past. That's true. That's, and I, myself, I can say that I am learning that lesson every day that I cannot I cannot project my my beliefs and my values onto other people to have them think the way I think. Um, so yeah, that is a hundred percent true. All right. And there was one last thing that I wanted to touch on, and that is. Um, What was it? Sorry, my computer went. Uh, is uh, the whole compromise thing. And this kind of more goes towards... Uh, it, well, it, it's relationship, it's relationship-based and not like spouse or partner, but I mean like any type of relationship. Me, my disclaimer towards this is like what you kind of said, you can't force anything. If somebody shows you who they are, you know, you got to believe them. That's who they are. They're not going to change. But as far as making compromise, and do you think that if you and another person, doesn't matter who it is, it could be your husband or your your really good friend or just an acquaintance that you're getting you know to know um if you have different opinions and you've gotten to the part of where you can compromise do you think that it's um you're really getting anywhere if you go to the and I put this in quotation marks the compromise phase of the uh, discussion and it you're always the one who your opinion it gets through and I don't like to put all my business out there but <laughs> I'm free open to talk I'll use my relationship because this is the only thing I know as an example okay so when I walk in the room like Tony will be in the room and he'll be doing whatever like playing video games, watching a movie, whatever the case may be. And as soon as I walk in the room, he'll be like, oh, you don't got to watch this. Or he'll turn the game off or he'll hand me the remote. And I tell him all the time, I was like, the stuff that you're doing matters to you. So continue to do it, you know. So like lately he's been like last night he was watching a movie and I, I was in my office. I was um, making a few items for a couple orders that I have to get out. And when I was done, I went in the room. And it was like the first time since we've been together that he didn't try to hand me the remote or... Well, he did... When I came in the room, he did say, oh, you can change it. But I just kind of ignored him. But 
should the the compromise my point being and i'm not getting off track i promise should the compromise always be the other person wins because that's not really compromising am i correct about that or right well yeah compromising doesn't mean anybody wins what it really means is that the both of you are working together there's no competition in, in, in any type of relationship. I don't care if it's a friendship, a coworker, spouse, whatever it may be, there should never be competition because the goal is to work together. You know, you go to work, you all have the same purpose. You go to work to make a, a sale or whatever the case may be. You come home, you have the, you work together to make sure that the bills are being paid, dinner's being fixed, that quality time is spent with one another. So it's working together. So you give one part and the other person gives another part based on their expertise in life. And then the part that maybe doesn't get taken care of, that's where the two of the two people will come together and decide, okay, how do we want to make this part work? You're really good at this area in your life. I'm really good at this area in my life. Okay, the missing link here is boom. What can we do about it? Because I think that's the problem. People are always looking at competing one another to but the, you can't compete with anybody. Not you can't even comp- compete with yourself, really, because the goal is just to get the task done, whatever that may be. So I think that if we take that word competition out of our vocabulary, because that's not your purpose, then you know I think it makes things a little easier for us. But that's my personal opinion. And I I I hundred percent agree because it's not. There's no winner when someone wins. If you're in a relationship set or be it a personal professional relationship setting, if you win and I lose, you lose. And if I win and you lose, I lose, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're trying to work together to accomplish a goal, we're only as strong as our weakest link. So if you're lacking in a certain area, and again, my opinion, you should be able to take that constructive criticism that you've been given to kind of boost yourself up or whatever, or to see what you're doing is not right and kind of flow with that, you know? So I'm not telling you A, B, C, D to like boss you around or say that I'm better than you or anything to that magnitude I'm telling you A, B, C, D because it's been tried and tested throughout the time and that's what I feel like a lot of people and that's one thing I can appreciate you for is the saying that you would say there's nothing new under the sun because it's true there is nothing that's happening like it is new the scenario that me and you may be going through has happened time and time and time and time again people have gone through that exact same situation multiple times before we have even gotten to the stage where we can say now this is a problem so if this scenario has happened before and you research or you talk to people about it and people are saying oh yeah i've been through that before um, what helped me get through it or what I chose was the right path for me was to do ABC. So now me and you have gotten to this point where now this is our situation and I say, hey, let's try ABC. It's not, 
coming from a and that's the thing again you can't kind of force anything but you have to let people know in a way like I may be because about me and I I can only speak about me in, in in any scenario is I know that either be it a professional or personal relationship with somebody I am very aggressive when I speak you know so and I try to tell people like like I'm gonna tell you like before we even get far to see if like this is what you really want I may say things you don't like or I may say things in a way you don't like but the only reason only way I can know if I'm saying something in a way that may not sit right with you is by you telling me if you never tell me like hey you're being a little aggressive can you kind of calm down or or like explain it to me in a different way I'm not going to because I feel if I've said something to you once and you didn't say hey you're coming at me the wrong way or I'm not going to be able to listen to you if you talk to me that way that I feel like you can take it I feel like you're a strong enough person to to take it but if then I hear from other people like oh yeah she's really aggressive she thinks she knows everything like well how did this even happen because when I was talking to you, you were like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes sense or whatever the case may be. But then coming back with, like, other people, they're saying, like, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, and, you know, it's just a thing. Like, you you only are knowledgeable about what you know. Mm-hmm. Right? So if right. I'm talking to you and you are compromising with me, saying, you know what, that does make sense, you're right. But in your back of your mind, you don't really agree with it. I just don't understand the reason why people would would not be willing to communicate that with other people. Because I've seen it happen plenty of times, um, like at at my job or just out in public, like when you're at a restaurant or something like that, you know, just strangers talking amongst each other and things like that. Like, I feel like the whole world <laughs> would be, like, a lot better place if people were the, were more open in the way that they spoke to each other. Right. Like, if you don't understand, it's okay to not understand. Because I know, like, for me, if I don't necessarily understand, like, a situation or why things are happening the way that they're happening, I'll ask. I'll be like that doesn't make sense to me like why are we doing this because to me it could be done this way and makes a little bit more sense um but i don't know it sounds like to me you're you know you're a woman that has a whole lot of confidence and you know who you are and you know your strong points as well as your weaknesses but we also have to be aware that maybe the person or persons that we're communicating with may not necessarily have that confidence as well. I really believe that when a person is silent, they are communicating. I think there's people out there that may not want to deal with certain situations, such as crisis situations, for whatever reason. And some of that may go back to way the once again the way that they were raised. Maybe they were raised in a family that where they couldn't, kids were to be 
seen and not heard. Maybe when they was try to speak up and defend themselves, no one listened. So you you learn after a period of time just to be silenced. So silence is telling you something. It's just like we have to really know. And you know, we we believe one way, basically once again because of our tradition, because of the way we were raised and stuff. But not everybody was raised the same way we were, you know. And so we have to be able to accept people where they're at and take their silence as meaning not now, leave it alone, be quiet, you know. And for me, because I'm a woman of faith, I always believe in in, in praying. And so I don't necessarily pray for the person to become the way that I want them to become. I pray for me to be able to accept the differences and help me to be teachable and learning more about that other person and how they want to communicate with me. Yeah. That makes sense too. But like I said, my opinion is I like I get what you're saying because people do like you could think, okay, you're being I'm trying to tell you something and you're being very quiet. Oh, you've shut down, you're not listening to me. But so, like you said, sometimes just not talking is just like playing it back in your head and seeing where did was I wrong? Are they making sense? If I take myself out of it and just look at it like a third party, does it make sense with this other person? So yeah, being silent could mean a magnitude of things. And I'm not saying that you, whatever coping mechanism you have to deal with issues um you shouldn't have those because obviously they're good for your well-being having those what i am saying is that um if we're having a conversation in my opinion your opinion matters i want to know what do you want to do like just that simple if you can tell me what you want to do when it comes to a certain situation, I can take the time and think about it and get back to you and say, you know what? I thought, excuse me. I thought about what you said. I, I took myself out of it, you know, thought about it. And I feel like if we did, you know, A, B, C, D, or whatever the case may be, you, you get what is comfortable for you and I get what's comfortable for me, and nobody kind of loses that that value. But I feel like that bit doesn't happen. Right. And that's um, that's where you know, that's where the majority of people's problems come from is because they can't tell, they can't express. Like there's some people in this world who cannot express themselves. Because they, I don't know if it's childhood trauma where they were told, like you said, to be seen and not heard or like what the actual issue is. But I feel, and maybe I get this from you, is that everybody has a voice and everybody needs to use their voice. And and like a, a closed mouth doesn't get fed type of situation. Because if if I'm, like I said in the beginning, if I'm doing something and you have never questioned me about it, I'm going to assume that my behavior towards you or how I act towards you is, is okay because you have never told me differently. 
But then if I realize you don't like a certain thing, if I hear from other people that you don't like it, you know, what I'm going to do, and this is just me, if I heard from somebody else that I was doing something that offended you, I would come to you and I would talk to you about it. But most people think that, oh, I'm being confrontational. But I'm not being confrontational because when things, everybody, mostly everybody, has played the game telephone. So when a message goes from me to the next person, it gets distorted along the line. Mm-hmm. So I just want, like me, I, I don't, I have never seen myself as a confrontational person. I just, I'm a straight up person and I want to, if I offended you, I want to come to you and I want you, I want you to know that I never intended to offend you. That was never my intention. I was just, um, I don't know how to say it, like trying to introduce, like trying to be friendly towards you, I guess. But if me being friendly or, or saying certain things offends you, you know, then I I sincerely apologize for that. I never meant it to be that way, but I kind of do because I don't know if this is just my nosiness, but I kind of do want to know, like, why you never told me from the beginning. Because if you would have fixed my behavior in the beginning, it would have never gone this long, you know, or whatever the case may be. So I think sometimes it's a, like a trust issue when we get in any type of new relationship, wherever we're at, work, school, home, whatever, just in passing by groups, things like that. People have to learn to trust you. They're not going to give you their all at the beginning. They're going to sit back and observe and see how we react as an individual. And then when they trust that they can say something to us, then they will say something. I think also, you know, what we can do with people that choose to be silent is we can say, you know, um, give them three options. You know, would you like to do A, B, C, or D tonight? You know, would you like to go to wherever the case, you know, may be and and then let them pick which one they would prefer to do. Because everybody, once again, it goes back to everybody's different. There's no one solid way of doing anything. You have to be teachable, coachable, um, to be able to 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 meet that person where they're at and talk to them where they're where they are at, you know. And then if it's somebody that's like a a distant relationship, like someone like in a networking group or a coworker or something like that, you don't have to really challenge yourself that much in that type of area because basically you're only going to see them for a few moments and you you'll realize that maybe that person's not in your corner or that person's not on your level and then it's up to you to decide if you want to continue to pursue that relationship or not you know if it's a relationship that's more of an intimate relationship with someone that you care very deeply about family member spouse whatever the case may be then you'll find yourself basically you know stepping back and looking inside of yourself and seeing what you cannot do at this particular time um, and then just kind of accept you know like I said earlier I'm a woman of faith so I believe in prayer you know I believe in modeling my role is to model how I would like for you to treat me how I would like for you to have a communication style with me and then once again once that person trusts us then they will open up more to us and it might be it might be over a period of time 
but I learned to value the times that they do open up and I learned to listen more to what they're saying and be appreciative of what they're sharing with me. You know, you can't build relationships like one, two, three, okay, it's great. You know, it takes time. Relationship building takes time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense too. I'm an impatient person, so maybe that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you so, so, so very much for joining me today. Um, if you guys do not follow her on social media, definitely follow. Link will be in the description. Follow her on Facebook. Um, and another thing, Deborah is a life coach. So if you were listening and you feel like she knows what she's talking about, which she does. Trust me, she does. Um, and you want to sign up for... Uh, are you doing a free 30 minute coaching session still? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you do get a free 30 minute coaching session with her. And if she's, is that food for your soul that you'll need, you can definitely sign on t- for one of her, um, her coaching. So how long does, for the coaching session, is it, how many weeks is it? Yeah, I usually have a four week coaching session. Okay. Yeah. So if that 30 minutes, if this 40 minutes that we've been on here has done something to your soul and then that 30 minutes you take for just you and her does something to you, definitely sign up for that four week coaching session because she's the one, she's a mom. So she has that going for her. And two, she's, she wants what's best for all women she's a crusader for women's rights um she'll let you know if the things that you're doing are not if you want to take it to a religious thing she is an ordained minister so she will tell you if the things you're doing is of god or not of god and how you can walk better in in god's light um but if you don't want to be religious she can step out of the religion role and just talk to how she's been talking to me this whole time um so definitely sign up go to her website i'll put the link in the description go to her website sign up for her free 30 minute coaching and and once that that gets you or if you just want to be like bump the 30 minutes i've heard enough (laughs) (laughs) then you could just sign up for the four week uh course um just just nosedive into it um it it i don't know if y'all guys have ever had a life coach but they're not counselors and and it's a thin line but it it, there is a line there she's not a counselor she's there to would you kind of use the word mentor yeah yeah yes i'm a mentor i see myself as your private cheerleader rooting you on to success yeah so if it's a situation that's going on like your professional life or your personal life and you just need that that kind of like kicking the butt <laughs> to kind of pursue she um something that maybe you're scared to pursue or whatever the case may be then she's definitely there like she said she's going to be your personal cheerleader she's going to hold you accountable um definitely hold you accountable for things so um like i said follow the link in the description to go to her website to sign up for her free coaching you will not be disappointed um before we exit out of here is there anything else uh you'd like to say um i just want to say just thank you for allowing me to 
spend some time with you. I appreciate that. Thank you, yeah. Doctor. You're welcome. My pleasure. And we'll be doing a lot more of these, not basically life's uh, things, but just different subjects throughout the, if you don't mind, um, just throughout the course. I definitely want to get you back, like, for Valentine's Day type of thing. Um, just talk about relationships and things like that, if you're okay with it. Yes, I will be on Thank you. No problem. I'll, I'll email you um, all that. So, all right. And um, so you brought to our attention yesterday uh, your book, um, When the Kisses Stop, the Tell of Lessons Learned, will be having its one-year release on February 1st. That's so um, if you don't follow me on social media, my social media will be down. We will definitely be doing some good things Um on February 1st as it pertains to uh, Deborah and her coaching and her book and things like that. Okay? That sounds like a good plan. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You have a good rest of your day. Okay, you too. All right. Bye. Bye.